Now, Alicia, you got a ridiculously high ATAR of 86.8. Was the best part of getting that marketing into your dream university course or we were beating Narrabri high? Oh, 100% we were beating Narrabri. <laughs> it was great. It was great. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I wasn't even solely proud of my mark. I was proud that coming from Weewa High School, I could get that mark. And I worked that hard and my teachers helped me work that hard and my family helped me work that hard. And also the community put a lot into it as well. So, yeah, yeah, I was definitely extremely proud that, you know, coming from such a small school and a small community, we can achieve big things. Hey there, you're listening to Good Talk Great Mate, a podcast made by young people for young people. Come join us for a chat on the banks of the Namoy River. So sit back and relax. Your mental break starts now. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. Don't be nervous. Everyone breathe. Do a shimmy. A shimmy. (laughs) Get the nerves out. The sound of the school bell ringing for the final time is super exciting for some, but just plain terrifying for others. Hello and welcome. My name is Mackenzie Jones and I'm currently in Year 12 at Weewa High School. And like most of my mates, one of the most common questions I get asked is, what are you going to do after school? It's on repeat a bit, don't you think? But what I'd really love to know are the secrets to surviving and thriving in Year 12. So late last year, I asked three cool country chicks who were a couple of years ahead of me at school and who I really looked up to to join me at the 2Max FM studios on Camilla Road Country for a special two-part episode of Good Talk, Great Mate. 2021 We Were High School graduates Alicia Konomos, Bryony Allen and Amelia Keim absolutely blitzed the HSC despite facing some big challenges, and I mean big. Today I'm going to get the girls to spill the beans on how one of them came fifth in the state for primary industries, a favourite subject for us farm lovers. Another claimed an ATAR of 86.8 and together they bagged some band sixes and band fives while still having fun, playing sport and most importantly staying sane. I'd like to give you girls a warm welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks Thank you, very Kens. much, Kens. Thank you so much. <laughs> Righto, first question. I know you all well, but our listeners don't. Please give us a snapshot of who you are. So I'm Alicia Konomos, um, and I've grown up in Wee my whole life. And this year I took a gap year after year 12, um, which is a great idea, by the way. It is a great idea. I couldn't decide what I wanted to do at uni, and I wanted to earn a bit of money beforehand. So I've been working at the vet clinic in both Wee and Narrabri um, vet clinics. So I'm there as like kennel hand, um, helping out. Um, the vet nurses and vets and stuff, which is a really great experience. Um, I do that Monday to Thursday and on Fridays I work at Weewa High School um, as an aide to some students who need a bit more extra help, which is also really eye-opening. Um, teaching is what I want to do at university, so um, working there on Fridays has really helped me. In my spare time, I love playing sport. Um, Weewa and Narrabri are both really sporty towns, so playing sport has been something that I've grown up with. I really enjoy touch football and soccer and getting involved with the community and stuff. So, yeah. Bryony? I'm Bryony Allen. I'm 19. I finished year 12 in 2021 and I'm also on a gap year this year. Um, I decided that I also needed to save up a bit of money before I head to Wagga next year to go to Charles Sturt. I'm studying a Bachelor of Animal Science. I've been a part of the beef cattle industry for the last seven-ish years. I've been showing um, at various local and uh, regional shows. And this year I'm working at Aggies Rural, which is sort of a rural retail store. Um, And it's sort of my entryway to the other side of agriculture because I'm generally the person that's 
um, going in and buying stuff and now that I'm the person that's helping other producers um, by selling them their stuff that they need to keep their enterprises running. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed getting to spend a bit of extra time at home um, and getting to know the locals a bit more before I pack up and leave next year. Yep, and my name's Amelia Kime and I was born and bred in the small town of Weewool. <laughs> um, I've taken a gap year this year um, just to gain some knowledge out of an education setting, um, earn a bit of money, same as the girls. Um, yeah, I wouldn't like to go to uni without no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my hobbies in, uh, include playing soccer um, in the seniors team and I also help coach the five sixes team. So that gets me involved in the community um, outside of just working and I work part-time at Palmer's Market as a barista and a cafe attendant and also at Wee and Narrabri Pools just casually. That's great, girls. Thank you so much for letting us know a bit about you. What have you loved about growing up in the bush and how proud are you of what you've achieved? Uh, so growing up in the bush has always been something that, that we're really proud of. Um, I feel like people in the city who grow up and people in the bush who grow up are very different um, and definitely have different point of views on everything. I mean, I still remember one of my friends going to the city and they actually thought that we rode kangaroos. Mm. So oh, I've been asked several times if we actually have internet. And yeah. Yeah. And they literally think that we live in the middle of whoop whoop. So With in, no power. Yeah, in bush huts. <laughs> yeah. And people, I guess, also coming from WeWar, which is actually, a lot of people don't know, it's actually the cotton capital of Australia. Um, so coming from a town like that where farming industry is so important is also really it makes us really proud um a lot of our families have something to do with farming my dad's a farmer um Bryony's dad basically sells to all the farmers in town and Amelia's dad is an earth mover um so all of us have something to do with that and it's really important in our lives and important in the bush because I think a lot of city people don't realize where their meat at Macca's comes from. So um, it's very enlightening for us and always has been. It's such a community. I feel like yeah. you go to the city and we just don't fit in because we're waving to everyone and everyone's looking at us like we're stupid because yeah. they're not living, used to that. Living in the bush is a different kind of like community. It's a different yeah. kind of resilience. It's a different kind of connection. Like everybody generally does know everybody. Everybody wants the best for everybody. You know, there's, there's no one that's actively, you know, Hating on yeah, old mate down the street. Like everyone is nice to everyone, and it's it's a different kind of community in the sense that everyone helps everyone. Yeah, and everyone I mean, knows we've just, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. just literally come out of a ten day isolation because we were flooded in, and um, we had SES members that were literally carrying people out across the floodwaters so that they could get to their kids' doctors' appointments and things like that. Like everybody yeah. does come together and help each other out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's really good, like, going down the street and being able to wave at someone and you know them and they know you. Yeah. Um, and you always feel like that no matter what happens, you've sort of got your community around you to help. So, yeah, it's always been something that we're really proud of. And there's, yeah, a lot more experience out here, I feel, that you don't get in the city. Like oh, 100%. Fishing yeah. and pig chasing and things yeah. like that, like, that just aren't sort of heard of in the city that, yeah, and it's crazy the difference between like hobbies in the city to yeah. to the bush, out, the yeah, bush, out the I bush, suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You all scored amazing marks and kept balance in your lives too. In a nutshell, what do you each think the secret is to surviving and thriving in year twelve? A hundred percent it is keeping your connections with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if there ever was a day 
where you'd had a bad day at school and you just couldn't retain any of the information that you were trying to learn. Like if you, honest to God, don't think that you can go home and do three hours of study, don't do it. If Mm -hmm. you seriously feel like you need a mental health day, take one. Like we would at least once a month spend the weekend together and just do nothing to do with school. Yeah. Like just be kids for a day. Yeah. And that's like you need to take that time to recharge because it is quite draining. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And like you said, like a lot of us were still 17 when we were doing our HSCs and you've got to remember that we're still kids. Like we've got so much responsibility on our shoulders that you forget to take care of your mental health, which I think is extremely important in getting through the HSC. Like knowing your limits on when to take a break and also having hobbies that help you take that break. Like Like I spoke to some year 11 students when we were in year 12 and I said like, one of them was considering quitting soccer. And I said, there's literally no need to quit. Like when I first started year 12, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to quit all my sport. Like I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm not going to have time to train. Like you make time. And we still all had hobbies. Bryony did cattle. Amelia and I played soccer. I played touch football. And we still got the marks that we did. Like it is possible. You're not expected to get a 99 ATAR and be, you know, a doctor. Like you can still receive a good ATAR whilst having a good mental health. Like I guess you have to remind yourself that you still need to have a life outside of school and outside of studying. And whilst we definitely, I mean, I don't want to downplay how hard we worked because it wasn't all fun and games. Like we definitely worked extremely hard, but we also allowed ourselves to take a break. And you've yeah. got to keep that balance. Yeah, and yeah. that's where that's where, where what Bryony was saying with having friends was we found that extremely important. And, like, yeah, going going back to the friends thing and having a bad day, like we've got a group of five or six girls that we were all in year 12 at the same time and not all six of us had a bad day at the same time. Yeah. Like to be able to bounce off each other and realise that, oh, I'm just having a bad day, tomorrow we'll look up. Yeah. Like, and at the end of the day, the HSE is not the end of the world. No. Yeah. And it, it is stressful at the time. I can, I'm yeah. sure the girls can say that yeah. as well. It, But it's the world's so much bigger yeah. than six exams. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good yeah. to have, like, have each other around. Yeah. Um, you know, like Amelia said, not everyone had a bad day in the one day. Like, one day we saw that one person was upset so we'd all sort of put our pens and books down and we'd have a chat, you know, mm-hmm. and we always used, we had a group chat and we'd text each other in the group chat just randomly and say, who wants to have a movie night, you know, yeah. and we'd all have a break from studying and we'd watch a movie. Even um, <laughs> we studied Billy Elliot um, for one of our modules in English, our first module, and so one night we all got together just before our English exam and we watched Billy Elliot and we had a pizza and, you know, we, we made studying fun. Like we were still studying because we were watching the movie and we were pausing it at times and actually going through the techniques, which isn't, about it. Yeah, yeah. which isn't something that you'd expect a group of friends to do, but that's like that was our way of coping with the study load. Like we were helping one another Um, in a fun way and you've got to find your own way to study. Yeah, and because all of us didn't study the same, like some of us are visual, some of us like to write things down. Like, And so to be able to help the other girls by watching a movie, whereas if I 
say might have liked to write it down we were accommodating for all of us yeah like it wasn't just yeah you've got to remember that you're not against each other as well like that was a really hard Mm. thing I feel like from you compare yourself to your friends because you're really not and from year seven to ten that's what we did like it was really competitive and for who got you know ducks at the end of the year it was a really big deal for us and then you sort of get to year 12 and you're against well, like 17,000 kids. The whole state. You're against the whole state. So you've got to remember, you know, you're not against your best friends. Like yeah. you've got to all come together and help each other achieve the best mark. And I think yeah. that really helped us. In Yeah, in saying that, I feel like we, at the end of year 12, we had healthy competition though in that yeah. where if Alicia was studying and I wasn't, I'm like, oh, yeah. better study. <laughs> you want to let one yeah. get ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Which was motivating competition. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you'd see one of us would be doing heaps of work and we'd come to school and say, oh, I was studying for like three hours last night. And the other would be like, Oh, well, I didn't <laughs> study at all. Yeah. So, you know, you'd go home and you'd do it. So it's still a competition, but it becomes more fun. Yeah, I guess. It is. Like, it, and you know that you you get to the point where you know you're helping yourself. Yeah. And that's one thing a lot of people said to us, like, um, we used to really, really compete with each other. <laughs> and we'd even go, like, to the teachers and say, oh, how did we do, you know? And the teachers would be so surprised. They'd find it so hilarious that we're all so competitive. <laughs> but they'd say it's actually a really good thing. We're, we're pushing each other. Whereas if you – if only one person in the whole cohort really wants to do well – then who do they have around them to motivate them? You know, exactly. so it's really yeah. good that we had each other to sort of push each other yeah. up. Yeah, that's great, girls. Like I remember every time I used to walk into the library, you'd be all be there in like <laughs> a little corner, <laughs> just studying. But you all had time for each other, and that's something yeah. that I always yeah. really admired. Yeah, um, Bryony, just going back to what you said before about um, having a mental health day, can you elaborate on that a bit more? Or yeah. elaborate? Well, for me, if I, because I was also still working both like Saturday Sundays at the nursery every week so I didn't really get a whole day but whenever I finished work I would go home sit outside with my dog I would set myself like the afternoon to just not think about the HSE because it is quite a daunting thing like going into it I can confirm now that it feels no different to any other exam you've ever sat in your life (laughs) yeah but going into it it's scary so literally whatever you have to do if you have to go and sit in the lounge room and talk with your parents or watch a movie with your friends or sit outside with your pets, anything you can to just make yourself feel good. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be like a huge, you don't have to spend heaps of money, you don't have to go out and, you know, mm. literally if you want to sit outside and stare at the trees, yeah. just something to yeah. just get you out of your own head sort of thing. Yeah, if it's, I don't know, taking care of yourself, like yeah. having a shower, shaving your legs, yeah. washing yeah. your hair. Like yeah, exactly. Th- they're things that really do help your mindset. Yeah. Like... Look good, feel good. That's right. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And like whilst we all have our own individual hobbies, like everyone's got their own things that they did to make them feel better, we also came together at points. Like one Sunday afternoon we all decided that we'd go over to Maury, which is a town just near us, about an hour and a half away, and go to the aquatic centre there and we all booked in in the spa and we just sat in the spa together and just all relaxed and had a really nice like day where we just sort of turned off mentally. And we paid like ten dollars. Yeah, it was yeah, like ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Spent the hour in there and left feeling so much better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the next day, you feel like you can't be expected to be thinking about the HSC and studying for the HSC seven days a week. You know, twelve mm. hours a day. You can't yeah. make it your whole life. Oh, no, yeah. it's not. No. 
you've got to have mental health breaks. And I think that's what really helped all of us. Like, even though we each had a little cry every now and then, (laughs) you know, it gets so overwhelming that you just sort of bawl a bit. But crying's healthy too. Yeah. Yeah. And it also helps you sleep better. Yeah. If you cry before, (laughs) if you have a good cry before you go to sleep, you have a wonderful sleep. So keep that in mind. (laughs) It's not bad to feel overwhelmed and have a little bit of a meltdown because we all definitely did. Um, Countless. But don't let that, don't let that overtake you. Like you have to... Oh, the the daunting thought of having the HEC was something I'll never forget. Like I couldn't even sleep, like to be honest. Like I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, like this math question, like going over formulas in my head in the middle of the night. Like I couldn't even turn off to get Speak a good for night's yourself. sleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got twelve hours that's sleep. Why, every night. That's why I had. Well, I know you did. Yeah. She turned be off Snapchat at nine p.m. and back awake nine a.m. and here I am three a.m. still awake trying to study, and like it just overtakes you. Like like even like eleven o'clock on a Saturday night, yeah. everyone's out having a good time, and I'm at home studying Study. modern history. Like <laughs> like it really overtakes you. So you've got to remind yourself to have breaks. Like and also. Don't compare yourself to others. Like everyone yeah. studies differently. Yeah. Like my, I am not an early riser. Some people wake up at 5am and study for two hours. I stayed up. Like I yeah. would stay up. Like everyone studies different. So don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. 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 Yep. I think that's a pretty good thing to take away as well because as you said, like the HSE isn't everything. Like it doesn't no. define your life. And whether you go to university or not, you've still, even though it's a stressful experience, like you've done it. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah. you've done it, you've done it. It's, it's, you cannot it's, explain the feeling you get no. when you walk out of your last oh, exam. It's something else. Like we, <laughs> we put streamers all oh, over Alicia's car. car. Like yeah. we had little noisemakers. We threw a party because yeah. it feels that good to just be done with it. It's yeah, it's and an incredible feeling because you know that that's it. Yeah, that that's but it. A hundred percent. As scary as they make it sound, but. Sitting there, writing your answers out on that piece of paper feels the exact same as every other yeah. exam you've yeah. ever sat. It's, I no, it's agree. literally no different. They yeah. just make it sound so scary. Scary. It's not. it's not. You just get a lovely number at the end of it and that's mm. it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Now, Alicia, you got a ridiculously high ATAR of 86.8. When it comes to sport, you are also known to be extremely competitive with our neighbouring town of Narrabri. Was the best part of getting that marketing into your dream university course or we were beating Narrabri high? Oh, 100% we were beating Narrabri. <laughs> it was great. Do you know what? Oh, it was great. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. We've been so competitive. I've been so competitive all my life with Narrabri because they're the first, they're the closest town to us. They're half an hour away. And so they're the first people that we play in sport. And so there's always been a big rivalry. Yes, I'd Even like to add it is vice versa. Yes, yes. Narrabri hates us. They, they <laughs> like to say that they don't, but they do. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of competitiveness there. Um, so, well, not so much. I mean, we actually know a couple of people that were in our year at Narrabri and we're friendly with them and yeah. like them and stuff. So obviously, you know, it didn't make me feel amazing that we got the best, but... Um, I just felt a bit chum that you yeah, were... <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely a big wee war person. I love wee war, and um, I think that it gets looked down on a lot. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a smaller town than Narrabri. It doesn't have as as much and stuff. Lots definitely of don't have like a Macca's. Say it's a um, suburb of Narrabri, but I, I do not no. agree. Yeah. And so it actually felt really nice that we'd done something 
for ourselves and that, you know, a lot of people look down on our high school as well compared to other high schools. So it felt really nice that we actually achieved something a little bit bigger. Um, I wasn't even solely proud of my mark. I was proud that coming from Weewa High School, I could get that mark. And I worked that hard and my teachers helped me work that hard and my family helped me work that hard. And also the community put a lot into it as well. So yeah, yeah, I was definitely extremely proud that, you know, coming from such a small school and a small community, we can achieve big things. Like we got ATARs that are very similar, if not better than some kids at city schools. So, and that's, I think, a very big... um, point of view into how hard we worked um, coming from such a rural area. So, yeah, I'm definitely very proud of Wee War and for what we did. <laughs> very good, girls. Now, being from a rural location, how did attending a small school and having a deeper connection with teachers influence your Year 12 mark? Um, so I found that coming from a small school, um, there are, of course, disadvantages. Um, you don't have as much access to resources as people in bigger schools, Um you know, there's not as many people around to help you and support you and motivate you. Um, but I also found extreme advantages as well, which of course is like connections that you have with your teachers. Um, I found that especially our year group, we're a very small year 12 year group and our teachers were more like our friends um, in still a professional way, not saying that, you know, they were our best friends and we hung out with them. Um, but, you know, they were, we had that teacher student relationship, but we also were close with them which helped a lot. They motivated us a lot through school. Um, and it's great to have that connection. Like, to, So they they also know what's going on in your mind. So if one of us was a bit upset one day coming into school, the teachers just knew and they sort of, you know, we wouldn't do as much work that day or they'd help out and stuff. Um, yeah, and it's also coming from a rural school when there's not as many students. A year 12 class, like my math class was just me like it's one person so it's literally one-on-one and in some like these girls math class there was what seven of you or something at height so there's seven um, seven students one teacher so you really get that advantage of one-on-one work with a teacher which helps a lot compared to a Sydney school or a city school where there's like 35 kids in one classroom and you don't get that if if you're struggling with something you may not get that one-on-one work that we did um, so I found that there was a lot of advantages with that. Yeah, yeah I can agree with that it's more quality over quantity. Yeah, like definitely. Staff-wise, we don't have many, you know, like we had one teacher per class. Yeah. But when you're in a class with only seven ke- like seven kids, your teachers know you and you're close with your teachers and they genuinely do want to see every one of their students succeed. Yeah. So they yeah. put that bit of extra work into it and uh, – you know, the opportunities where teachers would stay behind after school mm-hmm. so that we could get an extra couple of hours of study in. Like, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, like Bryony said, the the teachers knew you as an individual, not just as their student. So that really helped by having such small classes. It helped how every individual learned. Yeah. Yep, and as I think as you guys said, like, they have a lot more time for you because you have such small cohorts and yeah. then they can help you more as much as you know we had a lack of resources and stuff they definitely made up for that and they did everything they can to get us the resources we need and um they were just extremely helpful yeah yep I completely agree Bryony you achieved fifth in the state for primary industries congratulations do you think there's advantages and disadvantages to schooling in the bush rather than the city 
Um, yeah, I mean, there is obvious disadvantages. Like we do lack the resources that we do need in most parts. I mean, these days there are ways to be, like get around that. You can always get your resources online. Mm. I know that the one big advantage is that our teachers do genuinely care. I mean, my ag class was four people and we had an ag teacher who had just finished university and she worked her butt off to make sure that we had everything that we needed. Yeah. And, you know, we were put into online classes with other smaller schools across New South Wales and that was another way of us getting resources. And in a way that also helped because instead of us bouncing ideas off just myself and the other three people in my class, we could bounce ideas off the other 20 kids that were in this program and we were all one big class sort of thing. Like yeah. instead of just sharing notes between four people, you could sort of share between 20 if you needed to. So a big, big advantage is that the teachers do genuinely care. Like they worked so hard to get us through to the end yeah. and anything that we needed, they would get for us. Yeah. 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 I think our marks are a big credit to the teachers as well. hundred percent. Yeah. You, like every, like we said that when we finished, yeah. we said, you know, we have to give some of our credit to the teachers. And a lot of people were like, no, you did it. It was all you. Well, no, no it wasn't. No. Like if we, we didn't have. can't learn. Exactly. Yeah. And if we didn't have a certain few that was so dedicated to us, we wouldn't have made it. Like no. there were teachers that stayed until 6 p.m. There were teachers who um, dedicated their lunch times. They didn't get lunch because mm. we they sat with us and did work with us. There were teachers who, you know, you'd email at night on a weekend and they'd reply, they'd reply within two yeah. minutes, yeah. you know, with answers and stuff. Without them, we would not have received the mark that we did. Yep. yep. And they're there for you as well. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're so yeah. small. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right, next question. Being in a rural location is obviously great but generally brings both rare and difficult challenges. Bryony, can you briefly touch on this? Yeah, so back in 2020, term three of 2020, we were still in year 11 and our school campus had to be remediated for black mould that they uncovered. And then from there it sort of just snowballed. So by the start of term four, I think it was, our campus was shut down and we moved on to the primary school campus in the middle of town. And for the entirety of term four, basically, our year 12 classes were all being taught together in a business office down the main street. So that was, what, at least four classes yeah. all running? Yeah, but yeah, so that was... did get a lot of business. Yeah, yes, did. it did. <laughs> so that was before, like, before we went to the primary school when they were trying to figure out a location for us there was a spare um building office. down the main street that was like an old office that no one was using so they decided they'd put year 12 there so that we'd have a bit of quiet time uh but that meant that every single year 12 class was packed in the same classroom so at this there was like 17 of us yeah um there, yeah four different classes mm. happening at the same time Plus all yep. of your teachers and your teachers yep. aides so i'd be in modern history <laughs> Bryony would have ag amelia would have hospitality and they'd all be being taught in the same room on at the, the same, same time. camping same time. tables yeah. in the middle of the room. Yeah. yeah. So that was something that – when did COVID hit? At the beginning of 2020. So yeah. that was something that everyone went through. So, you know, whilst it was really tough for us, um, it also was not as bad as city locations, obviously. We actually didn't even get a case of COVID in our small town 
um, in 2020. So, you know, lockdown for us wasn't as extreme while we, we couldn't go to school and stuff. It wasn't like, you know, you were fearing scary, death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a lot easier for us. So, but that was something that the literally the whole globe was going mm. through. Like, so we, you know, we didn't feel targeted. Whereas the mold. On top of, on top on of top COVID. On top of COVID. Like that was something that we personally went through. No one else had been through that. And so trying to start year 12, trying to, you know, get a good study schedule, trying to take in everything for the first term. We were also changing locations every five minutes yeah. and it was extremely hard. And um, then on top of that, we went back to learning from home. Yeah. And then back into real classrooms this time, but yeah. still different classrooms. So, yeah, there was just constant changes. <laughs> like we were at the high school, the original high school, and then we were at home, then we were down the main street, then we are back at home. You know, like you'd wake up and in the morning. On the and primary school know. campus, we... They found another case of black mould on the primary school campus. So from then on out, all of our resources, all of our hard copy resources had to be burnt. So Everything. every single textbook, So it was a recurring book. thing yeah. throughout year 12. Through our the school back. Like, we woke up one morning and they said, like, you can only bring essential items. And we were like, okay, so obviously, you know, our books, books. were in year 12. Yeah. We yeah. need yeah. our books. And they were like, no, you have to chuck them out. Like it's and a water bottle and a pen. Yeah. That's all yeah. you and can bring. And pretty much school bags, you couldn't bring them. But if you did, they sat on the ground outside, outside. the front door of the classroom. So, um, like, we yeah. had to dispose of everything all of our school books um all of our notes all, up yeah, to that point. our notes our study notes that we'd Boot. made everything yeah all of the textbooks that we had and we're obviously from you know a very rural school we didn't have enough resources so as it that's was. hard as it is to get yeah. textbooks and things like that and so it was something that we had to chuck them out was extremely <laughs> hard to overcome it was extremely exhausting We'd wake up in the morning and we wouldn't know where we were learning that day. Yeah. Like it was extremely difficult um, sort of waking up and not knowing where you were going to be or what you were going to be doing that day. Um, yeah, year 12 was not just disrupted from COVID for us but yeah. by that as well. And which also the um, the mould was affecting people's health. So mm. the te- many teachers yeah. had reactions from the mould which resulted in us not having any teachers because yeah. they were too sickly to teach us, yeah. which is obviously health comes first. Mm. But at the end of the day, we were in year 12 and we... We lost half our teaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I lost yeah. four yeah. of my senior teachers um, by the start of 2021. So I yeah. went into my second term of year 12 with four different teachers who I'd yeah, just substitutes. never met. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely yeah. an extremely hard battle for us. Um it was just never ending. Like you thought it was over and then the next day they'd be like, oh, the school shut down. And that's not a fault of the teachers. Oh, no, definitely not. It is no. not a fault of the teachers whatsoever. Not even the staff, not even the like management. No one no, could have no, no, prevented, no one could have prevented it. It was yeah. just the way it was. Like, you know, we'd just get through and everyone, there'd be no cases of mould and then suddenly someone would get a rash and it's so the whole school would shut, shut down, down all again. of a sudden. Yeah. And this went on for... Oh, Basically a year. Yeah. Basically, yeah, just a little bit less than a year and eventually it sort of dispersed out. But So they're currently actually building us um, a new school in Weewar, um, a new high school, which will be great when it's done, even though we won't see it, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty sad. But Because um, we cop the hard end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it'll be a great, um, I suppose, as you say, resource yeah. For, yeah. for Weewar because the school campus in itself is a resource and then – Taking that away, not having a campus, 
No stability, well, no consistency. Well, exactly. It's, it's a, a major resource that you use. You go to school mm-hmm. to learn. And having a balance of going home and not studying so much, going to school and studying there, there was no, there was no difference in yeah. where do you study, where do you not study. Yeah. Like yeah. it was... Like nowhere was safe. A lot of people yeah. don't like studying, you know, in their bedroom because that's their space where they yeah. like to lay down and, you know, relax. Whereas yeah. for us, it was sort of where you had to study at home. You yeah. had to do stuff at home. Like home wasn't – it It didn't really feel like a safe, you know, quiet, quiet space, space anymore. Yeah. Like that's where you had to work. That's where we were studying. I also so. want to say that this whole situation completely disrupted the primary school. Like there were six-year-olds to 12-year-olds who have now been sort of cornered to one little end like of their schoolyard. Because we took over. Because we had to take their classrooms. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Because at the end of the day you've got six to 18-year-olds on the same campus. It was a central school. On on the same campus that was not made for a central school. It is a tiny school. And how they managed to accommodate... Of us, uh, K yeah. to through to year twelve, I, I, it still baffles me. And in yeah. such little time, like I yeah. think the decision to actually move on to their campus was made within like two days. Yeah, yeah. and they had it all organised within the two weeks of our holidays between term three and four, pretty mm. much. Yeah, yeah. And like Alicia, as you said, like hopping and skipping between campuses, hundred and fifty kids out of the high school, it just really shows how resilient you guys are. Yeah, and what you've been through been through and how this um has influenced you guys and where you are now yeah we definitely um there were definitely moments where we wanted to give up for sure I remember Mm. one day we were in the classroom and we just got to the primary school campus and this was just after we'd been down the main street and stuff so we'd been moved around quite a bit and they told us that tomorrow the school would be shutting down because there was another case and I remember just losing it like Mm. I was like I'm over it. I'm ready to drop out. (laughs) Like I was so sick of it. I was like, I'm, you know, for the whole time we were trying to be so strong and positive and just have a bit of a laugh about it. But at this point, I think we actually all looked up and we were like, we're in year 12. Like this is really important for us. We want to go to uni. We want to get a good ATAR. We want to do well. And it feels like everything's trying to stop us. Like we couldn't catch a break. And so it was so hard. So Getting through that, yeah, definitely took a lot of resilience. We just yeah. had to just get over it, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that's do. what it was. It was yeah. just you also realise that there's people it. going through worse. Some oh, people can't yeah. even get an education, yeah. and that's where you know when you're in your twelve, you think that you do. You're selfish. You think the whole world revolves around mm. you because you're doing your HSC. Like you know, you don't think that anyone else's problems are important because yeah. you're, you know, someone's like, oh, you know, I didn't eat today. Well, I'm doing my HSC, yeah. you know, yeah. like it felt really. so in yeah. your head about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally, it makes you selfish because yeah. you want to do well. So you're like, oh, nothing else matters. matters yeah. Whereas there's literally wars happening in the world, but oh no, 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 we're doing a HSC. You yeah. know, it's more important. Yeah. It's not that, like. There's so much more happening and that the mould even made us see that. Like mm. there's literally people getting sick. Sick. And yeah. we were like, oh, why are these teachers away? We're, we're doing, we're, we've got to sit an exam. Yeah. Like we didn't understand. But they're sick. They're sick. <laughs> like yeah. that's yeah. their health. That's yeah. their life, you yeah. know. And and we're, we think that we're more important than that yeah. because we were so focused on the HSC. Like, yeah, it does. It turns you a bit into mm. yeah. something else and especially with what we went through, like, we just we wanted to catch a break. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was pretty rough. Yeah. 
Amelia, how did you manage yourself and your mental health during your senior years? Was there a specific point when you hit rock bottom and what motivated you to keep going? Um, probably not a, a specific point. I, it, it's very up and down. One day you feel, oh, like I've done so much study. And the next morning you wake up and think, oh, like I had two hours off yesterday afternoon. Like, mm, feel why like did I not? Yeah, yeah. You, you always feel like you haven't done enough. Um, talking to um, to your friends and having like these two girls to talk to about it, it helps your mental health because you're getting it off your chest. Mm. Mm. Like I I wasn't going through that alone and that really helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Did you have any particular methods that helped you rewind when something unexpected happened in your life, Alicia? Uh, so something that I think is really important as well as hanging out with friends, um, I found that going home and talking to my family really helped. Um, I have an older sister who had already done her HSC um, and she'd also, she's also completed university. So it was really great going home and talking to her about my problems because she'd been through it. And, you know, even if that's not a family member, if you know someone that's been through something similar, um, it's great to talk to someone about that. Um, so going home and basically debriefing with my family was definitely a method. My dad is also someone who's extremely, mum and dad, are extremely understanding of, you know, going something when you're going through education, it's very hard and, you know, the stress that you feel. So they were both really helpful too. Like all of our parents were bo- were all very, very understanding, which yeah. really helped yeah. us through. Um, but methods-wise, I guess, finding your hobbies. And mm. for me, um, a lot of that was sport. Um, like I loved getting out on the touch football field because, like I said, when we went to the spa and, you know, we're trying to relax, it's still on your mind when you're playing a game of sport, you literally, like, you can't think about anything else. So being out on the field and, you know, being involved in something, and it's also good for your physical health, obviously, but it really made me forget about it. And then I'd be driving home after a game of touch and I'd be like, oh, crap, I've got to go home and study. Like, you know, I forgot. I forgot for a second that, you know, um, I found that it helped a lot as well. Like anything that can take your mind off. Mm. I love reading. And I I was going to say, I used to read a lot for entertainment rather than trying to read a book that you had to yeah. learn stuff yeah. from yeah. if you just read something and because you want to read it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not a reader, but I even read during the HSC yeah. and yeah. that helped me so much. And it's also a good and it was way these, to – it takes your mind off it, but at the same time your brain's still working. Yeah. yeah. You're still yeah. taking stuff in, your brain's still, you know, learning stuff. Yeah. It's just you don't have to go hell-bent, full pace, yeah. trying yeah. to memorise stuff. You can just do it because you want to. Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't read, like like I've always been a reader, I've loved reading – but watching a movie or, you know, going on yeah. Netflix and or watching a show. Like a comfort show yeah. that you don't have to fully pay attention to sort of thing. Like just, I have a few yeah. shows like that that yep. I can just play and know exactly what's happening and you know what to expect so your brain doesn't have to work so hard. You can yeah. just sit there and watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So things like that, like you have to find your hobby and everyone's everyone's different. obviously yeah. got different hobbies. Yeah. No one's the same. But knowing your limits on when to take a break and also having hobbies that help you take that break. So definitely stick to your hobbies. Thank you for listening to the Good Talk Great Mate podcast and stay tuned for part two of this awesome episode. It'll be the next one out, so keep your eyes peeled. This podcast is proudly supported by the Narrabri Shire Council and funded by the New South Wales Government. This is a feel-good podcast, but we do talk about some mental health issues. So remember... 
If you or a mate needs help, check out our show notes for more helpful resources. If you or a mate is in crisis, please call Lifeline 13 11 14, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800, or on the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. Or you can talk about support available with your doctor or a local rural mental health coordinator. And mate, it'd be great if you subscribed, gave us a follow, and shared this episode with your friends. Catch you next time.